to the Vigilante 1939 podcast, part of the Let's Go Podcast Network pop culture. What up the pop? We are a father-son best friend dynamic, a podcast where we talk all things DC, Marvel, Star Wars, and more. I'm one of your co-hosts here today, Nick Zanigan. Joining me, as always, you know them, you love them. If you don't follow them on Twitter, you should be. They're the ever-so-intellectual Carusos. We got Nico and his father, Nick Caruso Jr. Gentlemen, how are you guys doing? It's hot, man. It's hot in the western suburbs of Chicago. It's I, good to come in from it. Little air conditioning. I never thought we would open a show with a with a Creed lyric. I'm glad you got. I'm glad you picked I, that up. Oh, I got it. I oh yeah. With a Creed lyric, but you know what? It, it felt right today. I'm glad you did it. Because yes. we're going. Because I did not say higher. I said height. Higher. Height. Yeah, right. That'll, yes. that'll come in later. Oh man. It's great to be back, gentlemen. We're back from the live stream we did with the Nerd Room guys, and we're going to kind of carry right in. We're actually going to pick up right where we kind of left off from that live stream, which is who going to waste no time in room because we got a great, great show in store for you guys, as we always do. So first bit of new, guys, is got ourselves a Batgirl, baby. <laughs> so one another thing that Nico and I have single-handedly wished into existence, which is Leslie Grace has been cast as Batgirl. In the yeah. HBO Max exclusive film, I remember we broke down that there was even a short list. And not even two days later, they bought her in. They took one look at her. They're like, yeah, you're, you're like our back girl. So, you know, you're, you're good. You're good. Uh, so, Leslie Grace's back girl. I'm going to kick this one right off to Mr. C. We got ourselves a back girl. You know, c- casting calls for Commissioner Gordon have apparently also begun. So, how do you feel about Leslie Grace's back girl, Mr. C? It's, it's great. It's amazing that when you're thinking of the role and you envision a couple different ladies who you want for the role and they actually go with one, it's, it's surreal. It's crazy. And you guys have been championing her cause since in the Heights justifiably. So she's a terrific young actress. I think the other girl that was, it came down to too was Zoe Deutsch, which is Leah Thompson's daughter. So for me, the, I'm I'm excited by it. I think she's going to be wonderful. I love the take that they're going to use her. I'm also excited about the the, the quick turnaround mm-hmm. of not only them announcing this project, but you've got directors, you've got the writer, and now you've got the star. So this is where it's all coming together, where it all aligns. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I uh, and I know it's on HBO Max, but that's okay because again, I think we're going to find out in the near very future that. Things could start out there, maybe make their way to the big screen and back and forth. So mm-hmm. congratulations. You uh, you are welcome to the DC family, to the Bat family above everything. Eat. That is tremendous. Yeah, uh, dude, I'm very excited. I was going crazy when you texted me at exactly 3.56 p.m. Mm-hmm. Zenick, that's when I found out on what that what 
was that Wednesday? I think it was Wednesday. Yeah. I'm really excited, man. You know, I love in the Heights. That's something I haven't been quiet about. I wish more people would see it. And I think a lot more people are going to see it now, now that they know that Leslie Grace is Batgirl. I think she's a star in the making, has some serious big level star potential on the level of, you know, what Gail's done, what Brie Larson's done, what I think Sasha Kai is going to do, what ScarJo's done, et cetera, et cetera. So I think she's the next one in line. And DC on film and on TV, but on film primarily has yet to miss with a, with a female character or a female casting. So I think they will follow suit here and knock mm, it out of the park. Birds of Prey. <laughs> that was a great you movie. You forgot though. Birds of Prey, though. But that was a great movie. But some of the casting. But that was a great movie. Uh, not supporting characters. Let's go main characters they haven't missed. Main characters they haven't missed. Okay. Supporting characters, maybe. But uh, main characters they haven't missed. And I think she's great. Her enthusiasm for the role is awesome. She looks to be really owning it. She's getting a lot of support from like Journey Smollett and everyone is very excited for her. I like that they're doing something different with Babs. I like that they, it appeared they casted the best actor for the role, not the person who looks the most part. I know Mm -hmm. there's a lot of people, you know, wishing it was someone who's a traditional redhead, but I'm all for give me the best actor for the role. It's clear it was Leslie Grace. They picked her. She's uber talented. And considering she's only been in the Heights as her only acting credit, I'm very excited to see her take on this role and the, she's going to have to push herself in different ways. Those directors are awesome too. The way they talk about it, they're doing Miss Marvel in this. So they're handling, you know, two young female characters. I think they're going to pull their strengths from Miss Marvel and put it in Batgirl. So I'm very excited. I mean, I could go crazy. I could drink. I could go nuts. I might throw a freaking parade. Batgirl. And, and we know for a fact now it's Barbara Gordon. We weren't sure at first there was talk, all their casting for Babs. We, but we didn't know for sure. We got Babs on the big screen, which is HBO Max, but you know, Mm -hmm. Yeah. The fact that it's going to be a musical will be good too, right? Absolutely. <laughs> That'll help. And Lynn Miranda is Mr. Gordon or no? No, uh, Jimmy Smith will be. <laughs> Jimmy Smith will be Commissioner Gordon. He could be a good Commissioner Gordon. And, and they're going to bring Corey Hawkins in his Firefly. Everything will fall into place. Corey Haw- oh, yeah. He could be Firefly. Oh, my God. It's the whole cast of In the Heights. The that's whole, what That's what we're going to find out. All they did was move the cast of In the Heights. <laughs> Well, and Anthony Ramos will, will be uh, Tim Drake as an older yeah, Tim Drake. Yeah, sure. Why not? Fall in line. Absolutely. Blue Beetle. There you go. Melissa Barrera, Jessica Cruz. I'm still on that yeah, train. I hope so. I'm still on that train. Or are they still we, doing, or is it still coming out? I don't know. You know. Whichever you want to go with. If that Green Lantern show still happens, I mean, because, you know, Finn Whitrock was casted in like six years ago. <laughs> yeah, he was. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm over the moon on this casting, right? I mean, I kind of said it on our live stream, but, you know, in case you didn't catch the live stream, go check it out. It was a great time. But if you didn't, you know, very rarely do they really give you the casting that you want, right? It's always really the out-of-box choice. It's never oh, yeah. really the person that you think it's going to be. But every once in a blue moon, the studio will listen. They'll give you the cast that you want. And it's just, it's an amazing feeling like when it does happen. She's incredible. I know she's going to be a star out of this thing. And the fact that, yeah, it is on HBO Max. I wish she would have got the, the big screen treatment, you know, to get that character. But, you know, like Mr. C said, you know, maybe things right now are where they are, but maybe they can change. Uh, but I'm all for it. And, yes, I'm already seeing the ridiculous takes that, oh, she's too attractive. Oh, she doesn't look like a nerd. And, oh, she, you know, she's a black actress. I'm just... I don't like all that stuff. You know, there's multiple takes of characters in comics. I see no reason 
why she can't be the next big home run. I think that's a ridiculous way of thinking, uh, yeah, but that's right. just me. Uh, but so if you're not for this, I respect that, but I would also urge you to maybe think about why you're not for it. If you don't think it now, maybe you didn't see in the Heights too. And that's fair, but you should see in the Heights because she's going to blow all, all you guys minds away. But Mr. C, I want to ask you an mm-hmm. follow up now. Sure. Cause now that we've all kind of had some time to sit on this, digest the news a little bit, you know, there's a little bit of an interesting, interesting thing, you know, like this is on HBO max, you know, is yeah. this where Keaton is involved? Like, you know, do you think that because it's HBO Max, Keaton's not involved? Like, where do you, where do you see them taking this route? Boy, I'm, it, we, you must be reading my mind because I was just going to say, as, as happy as I am for this announcement, when you mentioned earlier that the casting is going out for Commissioner Gordon, my mind started going to that level of WB where, like, <laughs> you know, there's, like, birds flying around in my mind trying to make sense of it because yeah. you will have, have Jeffrey Wright you will have had J.K. Simmons, albeit it was brief. But now you're looking at a third Gordon. Yeah. And where she's going to – and because it's her now, as I'm watching, listening to you guys talk, she is so great that part of me does wish it was on the big screen because oh, she yeah. could command the young so. the young girls, the young the Batgirl fans from around the world, yeah. like a Sasha Kaye. And I'm almost like a little jealous now that it isn't – it isn't going to be a, a, it is just HBO max, even though HBO max is going to be huge or attempting to get huge. So Z, I have no idea, man, mm. this WB we're 70, we're about 80 something days away from fandom where I'm hoping there's a little more structure to these announcements. And, but if they all are just on their own mm. and it is what it is, Again, I'm all for it. I'm 100% going to back them up, but it is confusing. I yeah. can't answer. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, Nico, what, what exactly is risky about backhaul? Nothing. 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 I mean, about this, you know, because they said that, you know, this is one of the risky projects oh, that is uh, on HBO Max. So, you know, now that, you know, know Leslie Grace is backhaul. Well, me, everything's you know? risky for them. Everything is risky well, sure. for Batman. It's all risky for them. And Wonder yeah. Woman 84 was... Uh, was a prime example of not having the audience loyalty for yeah. Wonder Woman, right? Because yeah. they crucified the hell out of that thing. There's people who call it the worst comic book movie they've ever seen. Like you don't you don't hear that about you know like any of the, like we say it about some of the Marvel movies, but a general audience won't. Well, Miss Marvel, those. I mean Captain Marvel, we didn't like. Well, that yeah, but it that still did a billion good, dollars. But it did a yeah, billion yeah. dollars, absolutely. And 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 by the way, wasn't that a risky project too? I mean, nobody really knew who she was. That's true. You but did it was Brie. setting up Endgame, though. So you did they, it, Brie. Okay. So they flocked to it. But see, yeah. uh, I don't know why it's risky. I don't. I mean, we don't think it's risky, but yeah, sure it is. It's Batgirl. It's the younger female version of Batman. Yeah. Um, and she's technically, she technically, don't don't the comic book fans, don't hold your guns at me when I say this. She, I believe she's her own hero. I believe a character like Nightwing is his own hero. I could even argue like Robin's his own hero at times, but they do fall into the the mainstream considers them you know sidekicks batman yeah so yeah. it's a sidekick movie um but i think it actually in retrospect what's funny i'm a little different here i think it should be on the big screen because i think those directors what they did with how they made bad boys for life such a hit mm-hmm. well i think they should do this on the big screen but hbo max needs 
they desperately need something as big as the Mandalorian mm. and as these Disney plus shows as the MCU Disney plus shows. So, okay. Granted, it won't be in the form of a series, but man, you give a bona fide critically and fan loved Batgirl project that launches her in this franchise. That's so accessible to families and everything. They could just throw it on the max. Um, I think it's, it, it can be their Mandalorian and it can be their WandaVision slash Falcon and Winter Soldier slash Loki. I feel like it can. I feel like it can. And maybe they'll do the premium access like Black Widow did and try to make some money off it when it comes out, even though I, I would rather them just let it be on the service because you'll get more eyes that way. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's so interesting. You know, I've had a lot of time to kind of sit on this because, you know, the whole reason why Keaton was brought back aside from the flash was that he was supposed to mentor, you know, a bat, you know, a bat character, but we didn't know if it was ever Batgirl, if it was Robin, if it was Nightwing, if it was Batwoman. So on the one hand, I'm like, you know, is HBO like, is this too big for Keaton or is this too small for Keaton? Too small for Keaton. Yeah. Right. Is this too small for him? I don't know. Or is this the project that you go ahead and do it with? Because I don't, I just don't know. I, I hate to say this, guys, but I really think they have to address the Sid fandom a little bit. Like what? Yeah. Like, well, let's let's be honest with each other. Are we of the mindset that this Batgirl could it could it happen before Flashpoint, which is literally about? I think a she's. Year? I, I mean, I think she's in Flashpoint now. You do it's so quick. They're filming. I guarantee. But I mean, you, you think this Batgirl project could come out that quick or no? Not before, not Flash before Flashpoint. No, so then we're looking at 2023. 2023. That's a long time away. I mean, we're only yeah. in July. It's it's. So I mean, these questions. That I mean, you if it ask, starts in November, hold on. If it starts in yeah. November, it could be out December or early 2023. Yeah, they, they were saying it, it could possibly start filming as early as November. So after fandom. I don't think it'll have mm. too much post unless they do something crazy where it comes out the same month as, as flashpoint or whatever. And you guys yeah. are right. Yeah. And he actually makes yeah. her appearance and I mean, flashpoint. And then it's like, Hey, you know what? Follow her in Keaton's exploits. And you're right. It's not the scale. It's not the scale or the size of Aquaman. Shazam too. No even black Adam or flash, yeah. of course. So maybe the post won't be that long and you can cook this thing out in November to November. Yeah. I don't yeah. think you're going to have like, mass cgi in a movie like this i think it's more your traditional no. um, who the villain has been though i doubt it's gonna be a, listen it's yeah, great i'm not i'm not being negative i'm just trying to figure out 2z like yeah. you said is this somewhere keaton lands or is it not mm-hmm. is it not of that caliber right but until we until they start to shed the light on a little bit stuff like we just got done watching loki which basically the mcu just revealed that everything yeah, and anything I think they have to come is possible, right? So there's no more surprises. And, and there was something we may touch on later or not, but it's almost like all these characters now can pop up. You could have different variations of them. Well, that's DC's idea too. That's Warner Brothers' idea too. But mm-hmm. there's no real clarity because their explanation is basically some are just on their own. Some may connect, or if they do good enough, they'll figure a way out for them to connect. And that's why we take a lot of heat from our peers when they say WB does have a plan, but it really still is a wait and see reactionary type plan. It's not a visionary plan as much mm-hmm. where they're just going to do something. It's still like, and again, I hate to keep going it, but fandom is 
80 something days away. Sure. Maybe they'll explore the multiverse a little bit more and say, this is what's going to happen. I think they need to, well, one, I actually hope he's not in the movie that much. The first one, because I really want it to be her own story. I want her to shine. I don't want it to feel like I would like it to be less him have less of a presence than Robert Downey Jr. Did in Spider-Man homecoming. I want it to be more her and not too much for the first one. Right. Because you know, Batman takes away Batman distracts from anything. Oh yeah. And I don't oh, want yeah. the Batgirl movie to turn into yeah, like a Keaton true. solo movie mixed in with Batgirl. Like I'll be straight up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we're going to get a lot of Keaton in the flash and a lot of Keaton throughout the universe, which is what I want more from him. You know, I don't necessarily. You want him in that Sam Fury. I want Nick him, Fury. I sorry, want him Nick, in yeah. like the Nick Fury. Role. And then when, and then to have a big presence, but you know, he's older. I want the mentor role, but I want it to be, I don't now. If, if they establish the movie that they're already working together, that's fine. But I don't want the movie to be like, you know, he finds it right away. And I would, I, I think setting up a future with them is cool. Um, but you know, I could be wrong. I could be wrong. It's whatever. You also said something interesting that I'm once again, I'm going to get crucified for this, but like you asked, like, is it too small for Keaton? no, one because i think they need yeah yeah to start connecting stuff oh, like it's what mm-hmm. it's what they're going to need to do it's what it's what they're saying they should do with this multiverse and two like guys like uh, what has he made that's too big to appear in this if he's batman he's going to be in here right yeah since what uh, he's in 20 minutes of the, of the, of the trial in chicago seven that's great and wow. he's making this spy movie, and he made a flop with Dylan O'Brien called American Assassin. Got I don't think you're reading the question. The, the question is, is his is his interpretation of Batman a big screen only? Like, I think that's what Z means. In other words, yeah. like, you're bringing no. him back to sure. be Batman. Okay, so sure. So maybe his All Batman right. is okay. too big. Okay. Yeah. To, it to shouldn't, though. Match. It shouldn't, Okay. Though. Because. Well, not in this golden day and age of streaming, you know, right. but, you know, no. before. Maybe. I say not now because okay. if they're looking for this multiverse to be a thing, you got to start. The audience likes that. Yeah. You can't just do it and not have them pop up, especially if your goal is to have a mentor her, even if it's in like a post credit scene, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. But if he needs to be in the movie, he needs to do it. And if he's not looking to do streaming, then don't put this on the streaming service, put it in the movie so he can be in it. Like don't start sacrificing what, the magnitude of what it could be and the cast that could be in or it. Or it may not connect at all to that. It may not have any. Well, then that's utterly ridiculous then. Well, that's that. See, now that's going to be a problem. If we got three different got four different Gotham cities, if you count Titans, but like, you, like, let's figure it out, man, figure yeah, but, it out. But guys. you do though. Cause you have multiverses. You, do, but, you could have 20 different Gotham cities. Sure. But <laughs> we're here. They didn't earn this the way the MCU did. Yeah. Yeah, and they didn't have a whole show to explain the multiverse. We get a two-hour movie with Ezra Miller to explain the multiverse to us, and it's going to bring in half new people and get rid of half old people. So I did you not watch Crisis and the CW? I don't want to talk about that absolute travesty (laughs) of four hours I wasted watching that nonsense. The best part of that whole thing was the Flash scene. That's so. The, that was. The let me throw this out, Z, real quick, and because we're still on this stuff. So, sure. do you guys like the? I, I'm trying to figure this out because some part of it is good. Do you like this uh, confusion, for lack of a better word, of this guessing game with 
what really connects, what doesn't. Is it interesting to speculate? We do shows on it, or is it better like the MCU where you just kind of have this 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 little focus yeah. ahead of yourselves? Like, would be honest with me, because part of me is sort of even though I'm I'm angry at WB because I wish they were like the MCU, mm-hmm. it is kind of weird to like guess and see if it all fits in. Or would you just prefer they just come out and say, this is this, this is that? You know, I, I don't, I would rather know. You would rather know. Because it gets me excited, you know? Yeah. And then you feel the connection. And then you, and then you can start buying into characters and stories yeah. and anticipate future projects, which is what, which is, um, oh yeah, right. Which is how you build an audience, right? The last time I checked. That's how you do that. You get their <laughs> investment now and then for, for the next thing which means you're getting their investment future and giving them things to look forward to. If you're going to give them a Batgirl movie and you watch the movie and realize it's not going to connect with anything, you're already getting that in March of next year. Then you're going to get, you know, Keaton with the flash and everything. And you're going to be like, wait, but none of these people are going to ever talk to each other. No, never. (laughs) It's better to know. I think at fandom, they got to really. And I think they are, I think at fandom, we're going to know like a loose concept for this movie with her and Gordon cast, maybe a villain and you're going to firefly. Yeah. They've, why they've do people already, go right to firefly? Because that's the story and it's already been kind of leaked a little bit. Z, how about you? You like, you like the anticipation or do you like the, the kind of focus? Like I know what I'm kind of going to get yeah. and I kind of want to see how it goes from there. What no, do you man, man, as a podcaster, we all love it. Let me, let me tell you. Yeah. But yeah. as an audience member, they love that, that, Cut clear cut and dry. I mean, yeah. loves to know, yeah. they they yeah. love the know. I mean, you know, there's I'm not I, even whipping, but you know, there's a reason why everybody comes back to Marvel is they tell you everything. Yeah, they do. Just yeah. straight up, they lay it all on the on the line for yeah. you. How many people's interest shot up for Hawkeye after Black Widow? Yeah, like skyrocketed. Yeah, but Black Widow, oh, Black yeah. Widow's been plummeting, so, so no one's going to see Black Widow. I'm just kidding. I'm just no, telling I you. Know. But the, the theater, are, they're not. They're not seeing it in the theater, though. They're, they're not seeing going it on Disney it. Plus. Well, because dude, yeah. because the Delta yeah. variant now in the city, you have to wear a mask in somewhere. Is know. this the first MCU crack or not? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Because the variants coming. Oh, the variants are coming. Oh, oh God. man! All right, gentlemen, we will wait and see on the Batgirl stuff. We're all excited. Well, we all agree we love Batgirl, and we, we all we Leslie all love Grace. Batgirl. Yes, and we're excited. And I don't care if any. I don't even need a Batman in her movie, to be honest with you. I really don't care. No, I don't care. But but if you want to put a certain DG in the movie, I, I will not. Uh, yeah, I will not deny well, that's that. That's the next one I'm Whoa. waiting for. Everybody's that's what waiting. I'm waiting. Now let's for. talk about that. Real yeah, quick. hold on. Now now we you need a Dick Grayson. Titans, now you need a Dick Grayson. Now you need a Dick Grayson. Well, you have them on Titans, though. You need one in this world with there. Okay. You need as, Babs. As could it be him? So eloquently no, said on a live stream. Grayson. That's what she, she, she needs. She, she needs Dick Grayson. She needs him. <laughs> and uh, you cast a, a plethora of people. A plethora, some would say, but a plethora. Oh, just like bring Anthony Ramos in it. Monkey see, monkey do. Bring it out. I don't know if I want Ramos to Dick Grayson, but... Yeah, maybe not that one. But there's a lot of people who could play him. Absolutely, absolutely. Brunton Thwaites for one. I agree. Well, I yeah. Well, he. Yeah. Well, he's stuck on the items, and he's great. Like he's oh, freaking shit. outstanding. Great. But they oh, won't man. use him because they're about a perfect transition over. Yeah. So. Yeah, but. Uh, yeah, like Mr. Hopefully, fandom kind of adds some more clarity. Uh, Please. Tobacco. I think Lord knows we would Please. all appreciate it. But 
Speaking of adding more clarity to the things, I know Nico's <laughs> might might lose his head off on this one. So, guys, Michael B. Jordan is oh. apparently developing a Valzad limited series for HBO Max, which is coincidental because we found out that J.J. Abrams and Ta-Nehisi Coates, I believe, uh, were developing a Superman movie that was also supposed to, well, rumored, I think, uh, supposed to be a black version of Superman. So, uh, rather, rather happened very quickly. Um, so, Mr. C, I'm going to ask you straight up, you know, thoughts on just the prospect of Michael B. Jordan developing a Superman series and do you think this could lead to overkill with Superman? Well, again, I, I don't want to be the I told you so guy here, but we've at the Vigilante 1939, anybody that's been listening to this podcast knows that we've talked about Michael B. Jordan as Superman like a year ago. I remember sitting in our office and doing this thing like we used to and talking about our 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 ideas for him. And a lot of it had to do because he was rumored, right? to to uh, be under contract with WB. And there were some rumors going around that he was thinking about developing it. Then it turned into static shock, which he mm-hmm. still is a part of. But now hearing this has got me like really excited, man. This is personally what I want. And I think if anybody could do it, and again, I'm a little bit, a little bit disappointed that it's right away in HBO Max series even though i think probably flushed out with this new concept that's the place for it i do think his presence as a box office star and what he could do for the character again to me plays on the big screen but i gotta i gotta take what they're telling me what they're giving me and i and i i gotta take if this is what he wants to do i have full faith in michael b jordan i think he's terrific so it sure is exciting now the abrams coats project I mean, part of me's like, you got to put that on the side for this because, or once again, is that going to be the big screen project? And then this is the HBO max thing. Could all these things exist? Sure. Is it confusing? Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, does it make perfect sense? I, look, we're back to the same Thing again i'm not quite sure they they you know all this stuff comes out and i know it comes from trades that are supposed to be reliable mm-hmm. but again it's like are they testing the waters did michael b now say you know what i want to do it and i don't want to do it coach and abrams. Yeah, yeah and, and, and i don't want to do with coach i don't i'm not particularly interested in what coach and abrams are, are doing mm-hmm. did the coach abrams project hit a snag i i don't know mm-hmm. wb tell us you're you're giving us all this stuff. Just give us some answers, man. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think it's cool because I I like never underestimate some of these actors when they turn producers. They start putting out really good stuff. You know, one that no one talks about is Eva Longoria is a great producer. Mm. So my potential to see Michael B. Jordan start producing these big superhero projects that also have to do with, you know, black representation with static shock. And this could both be huge. I like the HBO max thing. You want to know why, what did I just say about Batgirl? They need a Mandalorian. They need one of these shows mm-hmm. to hit the way the Disney plus ones have. And I think Michael now it said he's producing. He might star. Let's yeah, assume he's starring. Let's assume he's starring or they get a big star 
to play Valzad. <laughs> right, right away. Right, well, he ain't a big star. He, he, I don't no, I'm, I don't I'm just, I'm just, I'm just no, 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 I know, I know, <laughs> I know. And that was funny. Um, I, 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 it could be Superman. You know, people are still uh, loving, you know, the one on the CW right now. Hell yeah. So, we you know, that one that, that has, you know, went back to the CWAs here at the end. I'm going to buy you the blue way. Uh, so HBO max. <laughs> so HBO max, I already know will be uh, better, better than that. Um, but no disrespect to anyone, you know, I'm, I just, I just lost my luster on it. So it's okay. But that can be huge. That could be huge. Uh, throw that back girl. Now this one, I would like to connect and I would not like that to be by itself. Cause let's say he's on earth too. Well, that's where they're saying Pattinson is. Oh my God! Yeah, that would M- be MBJ and RP, world's finest world's brother, finest, world's finest. Could you imagine Rob Pattinson and, and Michael, Michael B. Jordan? Jordan. Wow. The who, mainstream audience who talked would about explode. this. How long ago you did? You did. You did. I gave you credit. Yeah. We gave you credit on the vigilante. Yeah. So, I think a series is better for the storytelling. I do. Yeah. Um, as for the Coates Abrams one, I no longer believe that's happening. Um, we've seen this happen a lot where they announce something that doesn't happen. They announce yeah. something that doesn't happen. Um, I think Damn that trench. That one, no, yeah. The <laughs> trench. I'm very upset we're not getting the trench. Damn it, Blackhawks awesome. by Spielberg. Blackhawks by Spielberg. The new gods. Well, the new the gods, gods I really wanted. I, yeah, I yeah, am that one should have happened. That one should have happened. That was an HBO but, Max. Yeah, but Zaddy used Dark Side so they couldn't but, <laughs> but as for the Coats one. Got to do um, things the old ways now. As, <laughs> right. as for the, <laughs> as for as for Coates Abrams, um, I think that one was such a. There was no information on it either, like what no, it was going to be. No. It's like we're doing this with this guy, and Jay Abrams is producing, mm-hmm. and we're looking at all these directors. That was like picking out of a hat of all the big popular black directors. Yeah, right. It was, it's like yeah. okay. Right. Anything else about it? No. And then it went dead. And now this one at least has a producer's name who's big, who we know. I mean, if you know about his career right now, he he has a first look deal with Warner Brothers. He has a production company. He's directing and producing Creed 3. So he's really moving mm-hmm. into the creative side of his career as well. That's why I think this one has more credence. And I think hey, he, much like The Rock, has more power. So I, I do agree with what my dad said. I think maybe Michael B said, wait a minute, if you guys are actually inviting this idea again, let's circle back to my idea. Oh, wait a minute. You guys really want to build up HBO Max? Let's make it a series because we're looking at this mm-hmm. success that, you know, that Disney Plus is having. Um, and that, you know, Netflix has with some of their big series like Stranger sure. Things, Ozark, etc. All right. All right. Let's I'll do it on there. And I'm also going to produce static shock for you guys. So let me do a couple at once. I'll build this superhero universe and mm. this side. Beautiful. Okay. Yeah. Yep. So I think this is more legit and I don't, I don't think they they're going to do the other one because there was nothing with it. This one has more weight to it and more, um, more weight to it. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, I do believe that this is the better option. Yeah. I think this is the better option because you're using Valzad, who's an original character with a story and you got a plus recognizable talent mm. that, that mainstream people know, 
working behind the scenes and maybe in front of the scenes. And if he's not in front of the scenes, he's going to get someone who we know to be that iconic character that will become an iconic character when someone puts that Val's eye. I can't believe he's not going to be Superman though, man. I know it should be him, (laughs) but what he could do with that and and what the impact of it is, is yeah. Huge. Hey, you, you, you can't can't wait swap uh Superman now, Mr. C. Come on now. And I think honest to God though, but I think that's better than the the, the period. I mean, as much as it could have been cool, and it probably could be cool. I think a period piece Superman thing. I'm not sure who, what what if if people are looking for that. I think they want now. I think they want it to look now. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, I, I got to take a dip in the posters because, you know, this is yet again the same thing that's happened when they announced a potential black Superman potentially happening. I saw the same things over and over again, and I'm starting to see where kind of that falls in line here a little bit now. Because, I, again, I question people. This is Michael B. Jordan, one of the biggest people in the world, one of the biggest people in Hollywood saying he wants to develop Superman out of anything that he can that he can put his hands on. He's like, yeah, I want Velazad. So that's so exciting. Limited series, sign me up. If it's on the quality of like a Watchmen, we're all gonna love it. And boy, do they need something like that. So, but where I question people yet again is like, why are we deferring away from this? Because I mean, this is exciting as Superman fans. We're all eating. I'm sure eating pretty damn good in the last yeah six months. If you like the CW one, then you're really eating good. Well, I'm saying, you know, as a Superman fan, you know, and great, yeah, no, you know, that's what I'm saying. He's had really the most success on TV, streaming, whatever you want to say. So I'm going to believe that this is again going to hit for whatever reason. But the negativity, I'm just really over. And I know I'm really like right off the bat on this one. I'm kind of addressing a lot of hmm. negativity, but it's like, are you not for this because you're still hung up on? a certain individual and yes. certain individual, I mean, Henry Cavill's desire or not desire to play the character again, or the studio's desire or non-desire to bring him back. Cause if you're denying this character for that reason, I feel sorry for you. And I'm not calling anyone out, but you know what though, but I'm with this, this kind of leaves the door open for him to remain though, to be it honest does. with you. It I, does. I look at this as like a, a, a win in the column of the possibility that Henry could still play Superman. Now you want to talk about confusing scenarios. If you have like, Oh yeah. Like, no, I'm talking about just the whole Cavell situation. I don't, I don't know that I've ever seen anything in the history of me watching like motion pictures, TV shows where there's been this actor that, that played a role and like, there's no definitive answer. Like years later, is he, is he in? Is he out? It's you said it perfectly. Z. does he want to be in? Does he want? Does the studio want him in? It's kind of ridiculous that. And again, maybe we're all going to be surprised at Black Adam. I don't know, but certainly this announcement over the Coates Abrams announcement is more beneficial for Henry mm, because yeah. if they're going to do a big screen Superman era piece, I do think that that that's a little bit more negative about his future. Yeah, it's a little more niche. So yeah. now you got this HBO Max series that, and you're right, son, maybe it could spin off with Pattinson's Batman. Oof. And then you got Henry Poppin making cameos and doing some things. So listen, again, fandom, fandom. Yeah. Give me the answer. There you go. Yeah, we'll see. So 
that kind of remains to be seen, but hopefully we do get a little more clarity on that one as well. Michael B. Jordan, if you're in the uh, DC universe, I guess, welcome aboard, wow. my man. Hopefully you bring a lot of money and, I guess, subscriptions to our <laughs> service. We would greatly appreciate We would that. appreciate it. We would uh, appreciate that. But I'm actually going to have Nico kick this next one off because the Suicide Squad's almost here. And usually when a movie is almost here, they tend to release kind of small clips of said movie. So, you know, there was like TDK one kind of coming out. There's been ones where they're on a plane. There's like a little mini one of King Shark woman out there, but we're doing something very, very cool. So I need a suicide squad. Then I'm going to have Nico kick this, uh, kick this one off. Yeah. Well, so just off the bat, all the clips have been great. I've been having a great time with them. I love the feel and the tone of all of them, um, which makes me even more excited for the movie, but we're also doing, we are also doing, as you know, and you might have already answered already, we're doing a death pool for the Suicide Squad. What is it? It's basically a contest where you pick who dies. It's really fun. A lot of people did it for Game of Thrones the last season. You pick who you think is going to die. There's some twists. There's some tiebreakers in there. All the details are in there on our Twitter page right now. But basically, you could win three different prize packs that range from John Ostrander's complete run, which is said to be the heavy inspiration from the mo- for the movie by James Gunn himself. We got a hardcover of Tom Taylor's Suicide Squad, Bad Blood, which is a very acclaimed recent run of the Suicide Squad. And we got three different Funko Pops from the movie. We got some Vigilante 1939 shirts. We're looking to give away some really, really cool stuff. It's free to enter. Go to our Twitter. There's a Google form or a written one you can send. We already have 30 30 something people doing it right now. I forgot them off the top of my head, but it's, but it's great. We're also picking up followers like crazy. So I have another challenge for you guys. If you can, cause I feel like there is an audience who like knows around Twitter and there's ones who don't use Twitter as much, which is completely fine. So if you're listening and you're not on Twitter as much to enter this, either go to our Twitter at the vigilante 1939 or email me at NJ. Caruso, that's N-J-C-A-R-U-S-O-1-4 at gmail.com if you want to enter. And I'll get you in there. I'll send you the, I'll email you the Google form or I'll email you the written one that you can give right back to me. It quite literally will only take you five minutes and you could win some cool things. I could send you a picture of what we got in the prize pack as well if you want to see it like a visualization of what it is. Because I just realized we might, our whole audience might not always be on Twitter all the time. So there's that disclaimer. But my challenge to all our listeners, Twitter and not Twitter, we are 15, 14, mm-hmm. 14 followers away from 600. Can't believe it. Um, this started off as a small hobby. And now we have 600 plus people who, or we have the potential to have 600 plus people who might be listening to our voices every week. It's, it's crazy, but it's awesome. And it makes this hobby so much more cool when we know we have eager ears to listen to it. Sometimes you might get mad at us. And sometimes you might it's love It's all us, love, man. But it's all love at the end of the day. So- <laughs> If you can, if you know people who are super into this nerdy stuff, this this comic book, pop culture, superhero hoopla, please let them know about the show. Tell them to follow because when we get to 600, we'll want to do something special for y'all too. We're approaching our 100th episode in a couple of weeks mm-hmm. to hit 600 followers before our 100th episode, even before Suicide Squad in what, 10, 12 days yeah. in a week, in a little over a week. That would be amazing if you can do that. So spread the word, tell people to follow. And if we get 600 before that, we're going to try to do something cool for y'all again. Um, like another giveaway or something. We'll, we'll find something. We'll find something, something. So please do all those things. I just said they're all free. They take no money, no physical energy, just, just a little bit of time. 
and um, it means the world to us. We got a like from James Gunn too. So we're trying to get likes and retweets from some of the other casts. We're so far, we're one for, we're, well, we're technically one for one because we got James Gunn. But if we count everyone we tagged from the cast, we're one for like eight. I'll try to reach so, out to Cena, don't worry. So, so, so this week we're going to be promoing a little bit more with the cast and stuff. So maybe if you guys want to do that for us too, tweet at James Gunn, say, check. Well, he, he, he did it already, but Rat Catcher, uh, Daniela Melchor and um, David Dalsmashian. I think I said his name right. Who plays Polka Dot Man? Uh, who's also in Dune, by the way. I did not know he was going to be in Dune. That trailer looked magnificent, by the way. That thing looked mm-hmm. masterful. Uh, but, but that's nor here though, nor that's that's a different topic. Uh, maybe tag them. Say, hey, check out these cool guys we listen to. They're doing this Death Pool retweet. Help them out. Um, get the number up. We're not trying to to build necessarily with it. We're just trying to get as many fans together as possible because I think contests like this are fun. And it, and it's a great way to see where people heads are at, and it's some fun when you get to put your own stamp, your own predictions on something coming out. So, cool. Please, please, please look to support or participate. So hashtag V six hundred by like mid August, by August fifth or whatever. Let's try it. Let's try okay. it. Lovely, lovely. Sounds good to me, man. That I was totally like realized that I transitioned Nico in it, where it seems like he just gave us a paid advertising. I was gonna say, right Z, now. it's like when I listen to those <laughs> podcasts and they've got a paid advertiser <laughs> yeah. right in the smack down. The oh, that's awesome. That's yeah, good but though. Mr. C, I want to pass this one off to you now. Sure. Uh, I know we would talk a little off air, you know, on our rundown a little bit, and we got something a little very, very interesting actually, which is uh, James Gunn's been doing a lot of kind of press junkets for the Suicide mm-hmm. Squad right now, and I believe. And one of them, he got asked, like, straight up, just about what he thinks of, you know, the superhero genre as a whole. And he actually kind of flat out said, you know, he thinks superhero movies could eventually get boring if they don't change. Mm -hmm. And he kind of uses, like, old cowboy westerns as his example. So, obviously, something that we all really tend to think of all the time, right? Superhero fatigue, Mm -hmm. is it a thing? Is it not a thing? Uh, Do you think that there's credence to what James Gunn actually said, though? You know, I think at this time there's credence to how he feels because I know he said that he's he's kind of bored with it. And, you know, he's he's arguably made two of the best MCU films with the Guardians. And I what what we look like we got coming up with Suicide Squad looks fantastic. Um, I disagree with him because I don't see the fatigue soon because of the streaming stuff we're watching and. I'm not going to judge Black Widow or, or box office like that. I think with what we know, what's coming up over the horizon and next year, I disagree with him. But I think for him, it's an, it's very enlightening for me because I think after he does Guardians 3, mm-hmm. he is going to wander back into WB. And I see James Gunn. It changes my, my thoughts on him because I was looking at him to spearhead some big DC projects like, like a Justice League uh, revival, something like that. But I do think James Gunn is looking for the obscure mm. and he's looking to take something that's not popular that nobody knows about. And he's looking to really be of the mindset that I'm going to blow people's minds away. I'm going to give you almost a little bit like the MCU where I'm going to give you something you didn't know you wanted and it's going to be crazy and it's going to be revolutionary. And, and so I think that's where he's going. So I think personally, Z, he's probably tired of the trope a little bit. He's probably tired of the genre. But I do think he's got some good things in store for for Warner Brothers. 
I'm in for James Gunn to do it every damn well. Yeah, I am too. At Warner Brothers. I will say though, I agree, but disagree with him. Um, They might be boring to him as a creator, Mm -hmm. which I get. um, Because I do think a lot of the actual MCU and other films, like other DC films, have tried to pull from what he did with Guardians. That humor, um, the more fun colorful soundtrack heavy way of doing stuff um so i think he might feel like the way he made something has now become the standard and he's kind of bored of that mm-hmm. um i will say maybe i'll see it but suicide squad i don't know if it's going to be unlike anything we've seen before i think it's you know going to have some feels of it's like deadpool meets guardians you know which are two things we've seen just never i guess seen them together to that level so maybe, um, but I do know is that there, I do enjoy the big different fresh stuff. You know, I love Joker. I think Birds of Prey was fun. That felt different. It, it broke the third wall that tried to be like Deadpool-esque too. Mm-hmm. Um, if Suicide Squad is a hit, if Peacemaker is really good, you know, I'm down for some of these more obscure characters to be getting their, their time in the day. But I don't think there's a fatigue that will happen anytime soon still because the Disney plus shows are re have reinvigorated the excitement for every MCU thing going forward. So I don't think it's stopping anytime soon. And even though the variant and whatever might be uh, stalling the theater situation for black widow, we saw what that first weekend looked like. We saw what that first weekend looked like the excitement and the, and the audience is there at least for that. At least for that brand, we'll see how things go. You know when his movie opens up, barring it's different, though. barring COVID, but still, but barring COVID because and it's everything, day and date though it is a little different. Also, well, is Black Widow, but you had to pay extra though. You sure. had to pay thirty dollars. Sure, uh, if you got your fourteen ninety nine subscription to HBO Max, you're getting Suicide Squad, which oddly enough, I saw discussing film today on Twitter say. They're projecting Suicide Squad to open from 35 to 60 million. It's like, can we narrow that down a little bit? I mean, I mean, that's that's a pretty huge, like, variance there. I mean, I would think, Z, that they know by now, based on ticket sales, kind of where it's going to open up. And there's no $25 million discrepancy. I don't, I don't believe so. I think they've got a a thing. I said it before. I think if this movie were to open around 40, 40 45 i think that would be considered a success because of the day and date if you didn't have it on hbo max i wouldn't expect it to do black widow numbers yeah which is astounding it did that with the, even with the with the 30 dollar buy-in yeah but i would i would look for it to be then about 60 or 65 and again i would think that the first one opened what to like 100 or or was it 90 or i don't remember what the first one did yeah. but again those were different days those were different times Right. And you did have Will Smith and you did have the Joker in there and Harley Quinn's debut. Yeah. So I, I think this one, we got to temper our expectations a little bit and measure the success a little bit differently and not get so excited about mm-hmm. just a flat number hearing yeah. what something did or didn't do. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what a range they gave though. It's yeah. a that's $25 ridiculous. million dollar window. That's 35 yeah. to 60. I mean, that's yeah, like you going on. somewhere and you're like, what is this car cost? You're like, well, it's either five to $30,000. It's like, <laughs> yeah, oh, it's, oh yeah, okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, yeah. 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 Oh man. 
Yeah, I'm so curious about what this overall is going to do. Right? Like, on the one hand, I yeah. think if it does, like, say what Shazam did, I think in these times right now, I think they might take that as a win. Considering it is on HBO Max and you're practically getting it for free. I think if it makes around, like, that $360 million, Yeah, sure. Or so that Shazam did, I take that as a win. Granted, it may not be what I think the potential could be, but in these times right now, I think I take it as a win, but... As far as yeah, what uh, what good old James said, I mean, it's it's kind of hard to disagree with him on one end of it, but I think it also all kind of goes back to the formula, a little bit. Like obviously, Marvel keeps hitting the same formula and they keep hitting home runs, whereas DC changes the formula every single time, and they're really, I guess, gambling more so than anything. So, I think what James, I guess, I would say, it all just depends on the formula. You know, like are creators gonna adapt or are they just gonna? continue on this stride and hope that people don't get tired of these movies i don't know so here let's just talk about before we get to spider-man is there three or there four movies that are no i'm saying (laughs) like the next movie is what is 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 shang chi shang chi and then we've got eternals or is it venom venom and then eternals Eternals and then spider-man okay so those next three movies do you guys think it's do you guys think that um if if any of those three movies don't perform exceptionally well, I do think this subject will come up. Mm-hmm. But I also believe that outside of Venom, the other two characters, the other two themes are a little more obscure and unknown, which traditionally Marvel has had great success with in the past. Yeah. But now I and I one of my point is I'm not gonna use those as a template and say, oh, there is superhero fatigue. Because I think it's just a little bit, they're not even big comic book properties, really. Sure. So it's going to be really interesting to see the progress of the next three superhero films and see what they do. But again, I don't think we can really judge anything. The one thing you're going to judge very simply is No Way Home at the end of the year. Yeah. Because if for some reason that movie doesn't hit, now again, we're 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 assuming the variant. We're assuming everybody's healthy and there's no more lockdowns or anything. And so, in a perfect world where we don't have that, Spider-Man to me is the true test. Yeah, that's the. Of, I can't. I'm not going to judge Eternals or Shang Chi or even Venom. I mean, Venom the first was a big hit, so you're kind of expecting it to do certain numbers. Now you're adding Carnage. Yeah, but Spider-Man's kind of the template of of. It only did what? It only did four or five hundred million. Then. Then James Gunn might be a prophet. He might yeah. he might know something we don't. So, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say it's so interesting what you said too, Mister C, right? Because obviously on the one hand, you know, Sony's distributing Spider Man No Way Home and they're distributing Venom Two, of course. So mm-hmm. I'm like, if Venom Two underperforms, do you think that that gives uh, Sony the chills a little bit in wanting Spider Man No Way Home to still come out this year? What do you think? Oh yeah, they still want it this year. Even be the Venom too. Yeah, under they want. Okay. Yeah, I don't okay. think Venom really has anything to do with it. I think, I think Venom. If Venom suffers from anything, it'll be, again, a little bit of 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 the of people not going to repeat viewings. Yeah, which is and and whether or not the movie is any good or not. Yeah, true. You know, where Spider Man could be a No Way Home could be an absolute crap movie, but that opening weekend everybody's going to see it. It's going to do gangbusters. Of course, going forward, we don't know, but Venom, I think, is in a little different category where not as many people 
yeah are going to flock to the opening weekend as will for spider-man that's a good point yeah no i i i agree wholeheartedly awesome you know the kids i mean think of the audience first of all venom you you can't bring the little kids to that right but (sighs) spider-man (laughs) <laughs> but Spider-Man, there's going to be three, four, five-year-old kids. Is it all yet, though? Is it? I don't know no what. Ven- I don't know no what it knows. is. No one knows yet. Yeah, that's it's interesting. Is it? Is it car? Car. Got to add a little few R's. Carl. Carl, we've done stuff and things. There you go. That show's still on. But all right, guys. There's one little last bit of Marvel news that I'm actually going. To kind of firmly just, I think it's it's kind of a heavy, I guess, hot rumor, some are calling it, which is uh, Vincent D'Onofrio, who played Kingpin in the illustrious, masterful Daredevil series on Netflix, which I have not put in nearly finally enough in the last few months or so, uh, is heavily rumored to be coming back in the Hawkeye show. Particularly, people are saying that there might be later in the Cheers towards the end. Maybe he's there to set up kind of something down the line. Probably is what it is. But I don't know, guys. You know, with all this uh, heavy stuff that Charlie Cox's Daredevil is rumored. Again, that's another rumor to be in either Spider-Man, No Way Home, or She-Hulk. Probably She-Hulk if I was a betting man. But I wouldn't be surprised at this way if it is Spider-Man, No Way Home. But what do you guys think of the prospect of Vincent D'Onofrio's Kingpin coming into the MCU? Mr. C, what do you think? So, I... I uh, embarrassingly admit I, I have not watched the Daredevil show. I haven't either. But I will say that I, I have, if I've heard it once, I've heard it a thousand times about how great he is as Kingpin, right? See, he's fantastic. Masterful, right? masterful. And and would you say that his performance is is worthy of not only streaming shows, but of a big motion picture, right? Where he could probably... Hands down. So Hands you would down. like him to be the Kingpin in the Spider-Man universe too, right? I think he is exactly who I envision. Then for me, yeah. not seeing it, taking your advice and, and the countless others that I've seen, I think it's awesome that Marvel would bring him yeah. into that show. And I'm somebody that want this Spider-Man kind of universe developed. And I don't mean, I don't mean like into the Spider-Verse thing, because they do that. I mean, I do want to see some solo Spidey movies in the future. And I want Kingpin. And I want Kingpin to be the the guy calling the shots and and hiring villains and the New York underground and being being the big bad that necessarily doesn't have to be the big bad. You know, he could be the man behind facilitating. So yes, there need that's the one thing we have not seen in our in our Toby Sam Raimi trilogy. We didn't see it in the Andrew Garfield. There needs to be a kingpin in the MCU, and he needs to be a bad mf'er. Yeah, and he needs to he needs to be with Spider Man and Daredevil, but yeah. Spider Man. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm in the same boat. I'm just gonna echo everything that my dad said. I haven't watched it. I know I crucified by so many friends of mine are so mad at us for not watching it. You gotta watch. I've it. heard he's great. Just I know he loves the role. I know he wants to do it. I think him coming back would be awesome because I do think I want kingpin and Spider Man. I know he's so well-established with Daredevil, but he's also so okay. well-established with Spider-Man, too, and in the comics. He's big, big villain for Spidey. I'm looking for... I think Kingpin's also a great villain, a great grounded villain for Tom Holland Spider-Man, too, instead of going the Norman Osborn route again, even though I want Norman Osborn in the MCU. Um, I think Kingpin would be a great idea. Yeah. I want them all. Yeah. So yeah. I think it's a great idea. Do it. 
do it. Put him in it. I don't care what he's in. Put him in it. Help him. Have him help run the Dark Avengers with friggin' uh, uh, Julie Louis Dreyfus. No. Just make sure her acting oh, gets better. Now you just uh, just make sure her acting gets oh, better. Oh, he'll 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 command the screen. Trust me. Just you won't even know she's there. Trust me. Well, I'll know she's there because she'll say something like, "Oh, a king. <laughs> Maybe I could be the <laughs> queen." <laughs> I said, I'll be like, and I'll be like, I, <laughs> I sent you up for that one. Shame on me. I'll be like, I hate this so much. <laughs> oh man. I mean, I'd be a thousand percent all for this. If this comes to fruition, uh, if you're going to tell me that they're bringing Charlie Cox's daredevil into the MCU, I'm flipping my popcorn at you. I'm throwing my soda in the air. If, if that happens, that's incredible. Just the idea of him with a Spider-Man on the big screen or a streaming service. I'm all, all over the moon, but yeah, I mean, Kingpin. I mean, if they were ever literally going to cross one guy over, if it wasn't going to be Charlie Cox's Daredevil, it had to be Vincent D'Onofrio's Kingpin. That's how big I feel on, on this guy. I mean, he was just out of this world, and literally, like, I can't even explain it. Like, people that watched Daredevil that saw Punisher, like, y'all know what I'm talking about. So, if you haven't seen those, like, you two, you guys gotta get it. I gotta, promise gotta, you, I gotta, you guys I will I gotta rave about his performance. I, I promise you, you guys will rave about it, but. We might have to start you know, real this. quick though, just because we're we're talking about the Spider-Man No Way Home though, but I've been I've been reading some things now where like it's almost suggesting that this whole thing could just be like a, a diversion. Oh, yeah. Oh. And then it's it's that more of a solo Spider-Man. What yeah, oh, maybe that's what we want though. We right, we want a solo Spidey movie to reestablish him, and it's just <laughs> so funny, man. There's another this is one of those things too where um we know the plans that the MCU has, but even though we do, this is a little bit WB. We're like, we have no idea yeah. what this thing is going to, wh- where it's going to go. But I don't boy, know. It, I'm seeing Toby. Uh, did you see him in the park? Next to Toby around New York City a lot as of late. <laughs> He's around. Yeah, He's but around, they're not man. there though. I mean, it's done. Well. He's just hanging out in the park with a, with some coffee. Well, but and, why, why would he just all of a sudden reappear? Right in the open, you know. All of a sudden, he's everywhere. Now he's everywhere. everywhere. And he's not fighting anyone. He's not throwing any cameras or opening any car doors. <laughs> so be. He's oh just, hey, God. hey, do you guys remember me? I was, uh, I was, I was the first Spider-Man to do it. You guys remember me? You guys remember me? Yeah. <laughs> I just want them to break the internet with the trailer. So do I. Where you see? Oh, the trailer, yeah. you know. It, it's what did you say? It's gonna be a, a a quiet Tuesday morning, and it's just gonna be on so, all our feeds. So shout out to the Sean O'Connell who's working on the with the Great Power on the book book because he he's been teasing lately that he's working on the chapter of the Mary Jane that never was. I, I need Ooh. to see Shailene that. Woodley. And so when I was driving today, I was thinking about that. And I'm like, wow, you know, like where the where those movies could have went to. Yeah. You know what we didn't get from that? All this wonderful Spider-Man content that, and it just got me to thinking like, what we got what we did get, what we didn't get, what's coming. Yeah. Um, it's just as a Spider-Man fan, it's, it's crazy. Cause we do spend a lot of time on the WB and we break Batman and all that, but yeah, man, this, this ending year for Spider-Man it's gonna be could great. really be something, man, really. Or, or it could maybe be not. Or it or maybe be awful. Not. So I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm, I'm down for that yeah. guy. To come back. Awesome. Shout out to him. All right, gentlemen, the last bit of thing that we got, speaking of things that may be really great or may be really, really bad, we uh, we got clarification that the long Halloween is officially taking a deviation away towards the source material of the graphic novel, uh, part two at least, uh, will be. So 
you've seen part one. That's great. Let us know what you guys still think of all that. But uh, part one was certainly interesting. But Mr. C, what do you, what do you now think that now everything's out in the open? They're not going to trick us. Part two is going well, to be different from the long Halloween. So I'm going to be stubborn with this because it comes out Tuesday. I think digitally it does. Yeah, but I'm going to wait because I bought the DVD. So I'm oh, like yeah. really, really aggravated Yeah, that I have to wait till what is it? The 6th? The or what tenth. is it? I August? think it's the 10th, I think. The 10th. The tenth. Oh, yeah. it's after Suicide Squad? I think so. No, I don't know. Somewhere someone's going to ruin it for me. I might just have to get this t- Tuesday on digital. <sighs> They might have to do it. All right. Um, so look, I wasn't over the top on part one, but I did also say that I would probably need to see part two and see how it all plays together because I, I still think that's that's the best way to judge something like that. Mm-hmm. We obviously know that it's gonna deviate from the comic book because of part one. So all I could say is that again, I'm I'm a little bit worried about it. And I know that we say sometimes they're damned if they do, they damned if they don't, but it's just such a great classic story that for me, I wish they would have kept it true to its core. I mean, you do see people that get mad when the books, when the movies change from what the book is. So it's not like we're coming up with some new concept here or whatever. It's Batman. And it's, it's a legendary story that, I've read for years and years and years, and I think is one of the, arguably one of the top five greatest Batman stories of all time. Mm-hmm. So to kind of just change it, to change it, to throw us off, uh, I'm sure that's not exactly what their intentions are. I have to see how it plays out, and then I'll let you know after two. Yeah, I, uh, you know, my opinions on the first one, it was, it was all right. It wasn't great for me. I had high hopes for the second one. I see this, I go, uh, I'll watch it. It might be great. And I come back a week from now and tell you guys, thank God, you know, what a ballsy, awesome deviation they made. But when these things deviate, not one has been good for me. Think about all the best ones under the red hood, Batman returns part or dark Knight. the dark Knight returns part one and two, you know, flashpoint. Those ones all stayed pretty true to the thing and just gave you the story, but in moving format, right? And those were all great. I, we'll see. Mm-hmm. Just don't, just, you know, I don't know. Yeah. That's my thoughts on it is, yeah, well, all right. At least they told us now, so we don't have to be mad watching it. Right. Like, hush, at least yeah. I'll go into it going, okay, am I going to be mad or happy by the end of this? You know, it's, it's a weird thing to say, though, don't you think? Yeah. Yeah. You're right, because now it's also telegra- it. now yeah. it's also telegraphing my. Well, you knew it yeah. was going to be different from from obviously the way it ended, but you know, I'm there's something time. about there's something about the long Halloween in Hush. I don't consider Hush uh, the quality of the long Halloween. Yeah. I think Hush is a great Batman story. I'm not sure it makes my top ten. Um, it's a modern story where the long Halloween is more classic. Mm-hmm. So it just, for me, comes down to like, maybe you just leave the long Halloween alone and introduce a whole new set of viewers to it. And then they go read the book. Mm -hmm. That's just my own opinion. Yeah. Hush. I wish they would have left alone too, but it's, it's more in the modern era. So I don't know. And was it Hush when it was still in like the connected universe too? No, yeah, I don't even know yeah, what's going on yeah. with those either. No, 
or something yeah. happened after apocalypse war mm-hmm. i don't know man yeah no i this i think this is probably definitely what we feared right i believe you know when we booked our, our review down we were hoping that they didn't change too much of you know the honest source material of the long halloween and now that they've kind of flat out and said, you know, don't get expectations up too high or whatever, or go in it with an open mind, you know. I'm kind of a little bit weary on that stuff, you know. I mean, I'm somebody that really, really loves The Long Halloween, so hopefully whatever twist or change that they made, you know, doesn't make me want to go read the book and cleansing my mind, I guess, of the animated movie, because I would definitely be a little off-put by that. Now, granted, some people have, I guess, already seen it, and are saying it's great. Um, I'll take their word with a grain of salt unfortunately but i'll be the judge of that but hopefully it's just good right i mean the dc animated movies i guess you know overall their track record is better than it is not but you know i won't deny here lately that you know they kind of had a few more strikeouts probably than they than they should uh but yeah hopefully hopefully it it does kind of end you know the story on on a good note i think that's all i'm looking for they're gonna make it his wife yeah, because they were telegraphing that way more than the comic ever did. True. They were really, they're really telegraphing that. Yeah, they're I mean, really telegraphing that. It's I, gonna be the dense. Watch. I know, like, if they the ever dense. do Nightfall, like, I don't want them to change anything in Nightfall. No. I, no. I just, I don't know. I just think there's certain stories that you just don't take the liberties with, and I respect the writer and and I respect the community and I respect everybody that likes it and they like a little different deviate, uh, deviate, a little different approach on it, but. Again, I just look at some of these stories and they're just too, they're just so iconic. <laughs> we use the word. Yeah. And they're just such a part of his mythos that you can just let it play out the way it was. And, you know, you judge the story, you judge the animation, you judge the pacing of it. How did they do it? Mm-hmm. You're judging it on that criteria. You know what yeah. I mean? More so than like, oh my God, they did this or they did a, I didn't see this coming or I didn't see that coming. So we'll see. Mm-hmm. We'll yeah. see. So we'll see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we certainly will see. But all right, guys, I think that's probably a great way to put a pin in this week's episode. Thank you guys so much again. But before we get on out of here, Caruso's, as always, you guys are the busiest men in podcasting. So I guys want you to plug wherever mm-hmm. people can find you on social media and whatever else you guys got going on in the podcasting world um you can follow me at n caruso jr on twitter and we are part of a of a relatively new podcast with our good friend rob myers drummer rob 10 on the rock group kiss three generations of kiss fans talking about the history the albums the live shows the concerts everything it is at rbte podcast right between the eyes i also did want to plug um that we are going to come up with i think soon in a couple weeks we're going to do our 20th not 20th. Uh, no, we're going to do our 20 greatest acting performance oh, yeah. roles, superhero roles. We're yeah. assembling that list right now, the three of us, mm-hmm. trying to narrow it down to 20 yeah. and then coming into agreement of where to rank these people. You know, all the iconic performances. The, some are older, some are newer, but these are, these are your superheroes that have dominated for the last 35, 40 years and and just how they've become synonymous with the actor, the actress, and what the role has meant. So we're using a lot of criteria here, but we have to remember this is live action only, mm-hmm. and it's really just Marvel and DC. We're not gonna. We're, we're not gonna. Just it's DC, just yeah. Marvel and DC. 
So I want everybody, if you're listening to, we'll obviously plug this a little bit, but we're going to want people to kind of chime in before we release yeah, our episode with who they think definitely positively has to be on this list. Absolutely. It's going to be good, man. We're it's going to be a good one. It's I didn't think we'd get 20 and we've got like 25, we got like- 26. <laughs> and we're trying to figure out, you know, who moves up, who moves down? What do they mean? You know, like, yeah. pop culture the mass media the mass audience yeah what they mean for the for the actual hero so it's fun it's going to be fun absolutely uh did you do your plug already like I did, your, yeah. your your name okay you can follow me at n-i-k-k-o-c-a-r-u-s-o that's Nico cruz on twitter uh instagram and letterbox i almost said that out of order i'm so used to saying them in that order uh, are you okay are you okay oh all my film Television and comic reviews over at uh, www.letscopodcast.com. Last week I reviewed Nightwing and The Flash. Uh, one of them I really liked. Another one of them I was very let down by. So you can go read those and find out which one. Then I also did my, um, which I'm not sure if it posted or not, but I saw I saw someone comment on it. Uh, my television review for the finale of Loki, and I gave some overall thoughts on what I what I think that the series meant and what the series, where it's going from there and, and its impact on not only the MCU, but kind of television and what, what they could start doing with storytelling on TV now with all these franchises and the inner connectivity and whatnot. So go check all this out. Please check out our death pool. Uh, we got one follower as we've been doing the show. So now it's only hashtag 13 to get to 600. So follow us, do the death pool, awesome. spread the word get the cast involved as you can don't like spam them crazily because then they're gonna think we're weird and we're gonna get flagged by wb or something but just do it really cool and uh get already on their watch squad. list yeah we've been on their watch list for a long time but, <laughs> ever, since, ever since the hamada article we're on their watch list well you know what <laughs> well uh, walter hamada cast he maybe had a part in leslie grace his background i think that's amazing so stan we already stand well i already stand i already stand leslie grace's background can't wait to see what she's going to do with it so that's my biggest takeaway from today is go watch in the heights if you haven't because she's very much like barbara gordon in the movie she's mm-hmm. very much like barbara gordon in the movie she leaves come back trying to carry on her, fa- her father's legacy while also trying to make a new legacy for herself trying to change sounds like babs to me sounds like babs to me (laughs) so uh yeah go check out in the heights with leslie grace awesome thank you guys as always i guess can follow me on twitter at zedias because much like batman i'm whatever twitter needs me to be and you guys can also find this show at vigilante 1939 on twitter as nico so eloquently plugged everything death pool we're almost close to 600 followers welcome aboard to everyone that has followed us recently in the last two weeks so so happy to have you guys on board please uh consider leaving a rating and a review on apple Podcasts and itunes uh just search vigilante 1939 podcast and that really does push you out when people finding the show even faster i do also want to plug the world's finest that i do with chris evans where we break down superman and lois we're currently in the works of planning a round table mm-hmm. for the finale of superman and lois with a variety a wide variety of people with differing perspectives on the show. Uh, hopefully, so we're in the middle of maybe making that either a live stream on YouTube or a audio only live podcast. Stream. If you, if you guys feel live one stream. way or the other, let us know. We will go either way. Okay, I think live stream seems to be in the lead right now. We will see your uh, handsome face, see, and yeah, yeah, I think they want to see your, your two handsome faces. Oh, no, 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 no. What I want them to see is my facial reactions when we talk about the show. 
I might be wearing a bag on my head during that live stream. We'll see. <laughs> I don't because uh, you love it. So you don't. So you show that pride. Yeah. Show that there pride. You go. Jeez, I might wear my Kingdom Come shirt for that one. That would be <laughs> uh, But yeah, so stay tuned for all that good stuff. And yes, our live stream with the Node Room where we broke down the Loki season finale. That's on YouTube on mm-hmm. the Let's Go Podcast YouTube channel. So I did also do want to, you know, plug all that stuff. And yes, all my film and TV reviews are at Let's Go Podcast.com. That include Black Widow and Superman and Lois. So give all that a read, a watch, a listen, whichever guys you want to you want to do. That would be much appreciated. But that's gonna about do it for this week's episode. We'll be back next week. The road to 100 continues. We'll be one week away from the Suicide Squad, and then it's 100, baby. So can't wait. So thank you guys so much again for Nico Crusoe, for his father Nicholas Crusoe Jr. My name's Nick Zanik. As Michael Keaton's Batman always says. I want you to tell all your friends about me. We live in a society. Shout out to Leslie Grace. Mm-hmm.